0: Does not wisdom call out, Does not understanding raise her voice? To you, O oh people, I call out, I raise my voice to all humanity. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say, I open my lips to speak what is right. Choose my instruction instead of silver, Knowledge rather than choice gold, For wisdom is more precious than rubies, And nothing you desire can compare with her. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight, I have power. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works, before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago, at the very beginning, when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise, do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favour.
1: Um, my name's Tim, by the way, and I'm one of the pastors here, and um, as Steve was saying, it was great to you know, dedicate three kids in the first meeting. I don't know, we've got a picture, I think, somewhere, if we can have the picture up of the kids that we had in the first meeting, uh, and it was just great. We love praying for um, children. You know, we are, we're a family. This church is a family. These, these guys are part of our family, so we love praying for children. We love praying for parents as well, because let's face it, parenting can be quite a daunting responsibility at, at times. You know, I have... I have three children, and um, I can remember the, the the first time that Rachel and I brought, you know, our first daughter, Grace, uh, back from the hospital. The, the automatic doors opened of the hospital, and there I was, like, standing on a footpath, holding, like, a car seat, you know, and I'm like, so I just, like, went down the pathway, like, following the path, and got to the car, and then when I, when I got to the car, I kind of put her in and I strapped her in and I rechecked the straps and rechecked it several times, you know, just to make sure that she was safe. And then I drove the five miles back to our house, you know, and I drove incredibly slowly. I think I was more nervous in this moment uh, than I was on my driving test because I was aware of the sense of, you know, responsibility of what I had in my care. And the other road users on that day were just, you know, if they were in a hurry to get to work or somewhere, they were just going to have to wait because I was just going to go incredibly slowly. I wanted to keep an eye out for any potential hazards that were down the road. And often we see, um, you know, I don't know if you see these in car back windscreens, you see these signs, baby on board, which, which basically is a polite way of saying like, back off, you know, back off. You know, I'm trying to transport my precious cargo from A to B, and I would appreciate it if you just gave me a little bit of distance. And when we got home, like, you know, like any parents really, I, I didn't want to just kind of stay indoors all day long. We, we wanted to kind of introduce our daughter to the big wide world, and, and so I kind of I invested in one of these. This is a, this is a Phil and Ted, you know. Uh, it, at the time, this was like, you know, the Volkswagen of buggies, you know, safe and stylish. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever, as a parent, have been kind of, ever bought a buggy, but it's like a minefield, you know, there's, there's more buggies out there than cars, and, and actually you have to generally remortgage your house in order to pay for one, um, praise the Lord for eBay as a parent. Um, so I kind of got this, this buggy, and, and, and it was great because we uh, were able to walk along pavements and uh, allow Grace to kind of just travel along from the safety and the comfort of her, her buggy to, to see the world around us. Uh, and, and, but we didn't want to kind of just stop there. I wanted to introduce Grace to, you know, the countryside. I do not want to walk down more uneven paths with her. And, and so I invested in, in one of these, like a, a carrier, you know. Because uh, I had these ideas, you know, let's go on an adventure. As a family, I want to take my daughter on an adventure off the beaten track. I had like these ideas of this sort of thing I was imagining, you know, come on, let's go on a, an adventure together. Um, and so, you know, I got a picture of the first kind of time that I tried out this carrier and I took her out, you know, and, and this is where we went Sheffield Park, you know, sense of adventure. Uh, it's such a nice jacket isn't it no slow I I don't know what happened it seemed to have disappeared at some point in my life I don't know if Rachel has got anything to do with that but I I, I dug this out and and the strap line to this photo in in the album says first trip outside newest member of the National Trust you could tell right from the beginning I was going to be one cool adventurous dad you know um, and uh, and it was great because this carrier helped us to, to go along. But after a while, Grace got too big for the small carrier at the fran- front. So I got a kind of backpack uh, and uh, and put her in there. So this way, I could I could go into even more uneven paths. Uh, this is us embarking on some foot um, paths on the on the Ashdown Forest. And um, you know the carrier and the buggy were, were great for a while. Um, but a problem came when. Grace started a walk, you know, and she didn't want to go in the carrier anymore or, or in the buggy. She wanted to walk along by herself um, and uh, down the pavements and along the uneven paths. And uh, I don't know, I, I spent a lot of my time, you know, saying these words to Grace hold daddy's hand, you know, you just got to hold daddy's hand. It's, it's a phrase you hear parents say a lot you know even this week I'm I'm walking to work this week and there's this guy bless him he's he's walking at a snail's pace pushing an empty buggy and he's got a toddler walking alongside next to him and he's just saying repeatedly you gotta hold daddy's hand this road is busy you know he's just trying to grab hold of the toddler who doesn't want to he's just trying to walk along you've got to hold daddy's hand you know like any parent I, I wanted to protect my my daughter from the bumps in the pavement, you know, from the hazards down the path that I knew that were there, but, you know, she didn't because she's just a child. I wanted her to listen to me because although, you know, she might not see it in this moment of her life, I had a whole load of wisdom that she didn't have, and I wanted to use that wisdom to help her as she traveled along, you know, and and just this week, actually, I'm I'm walking with uh, my youngest daughter and a friend uh, down the road, and they just come hurtling past me, run, down this steep path we're going down, and their little legs are going too fast. And I just went, slow down, because I could see what was just about to happen. But they didn't listen to me. They just kept on going. And then, sure enough, 10 seconds later, bang, one of them goes down. You know, And, I, and everything in me was like, fight in the urge not to go, nah, I did tell you that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. If, if only you would listen to me. There's a part of me that as a parent actually would, would love to stick my kids back in the buggy or the carrier, whatever age they are. No matter how big they get, I'd love to stick them back in there as well. You know, Maybe you've got kids that are now adults and, and if you're honest, sometimes you see them walking down paths that you know are dangerous and you just think, I would love to be able to just stick them back in the buggy, you know, because I want to protect them. A bit like this photo here, I saw it this week, you know. <laughs> just want to, just strap them back in, try and get down the path safely, you can see where they're going. Now, I don't want to do this out of a sense of control, you understand, I just, but out of a sense of protection. Um... But the reality is children are made for walking, and there's this uh, this book that i' I've, I've read several times over the years to my kids uh, by Dr. Zeus. If anyone's a fan of dr Zeus love dr zeus and and it's a, a fun but kind of that sometimes quite profound kind of overview of of life and the different paths that we walk down. I'm just going to you didn't think you were going to get this this morning you know reading time with Tim okay I'm just going to read you the first few few pages like I should actually as a good teacher would read it like this wouldn't they yeah but I can't do that so I'm just going to read it like this starts is congratulations today is your day you're off to great places you're off and away you have brains in your head and feet in your shoes You can steer yourself any direction you choose. And you're on your own. And you know what you know. And you, capital letters, are the guy who will decide where to go. You'll look up and down streets, look them over with care. And some you will say, I don't choose to go there. With your head full of brains and your shoes full of feet, you're too smart to go down any not so good street. And you may not find any you want to go down. In that case, of course, you'll head straight out of town. It's opener there in the wide open air. Out there there are things that happen and frequently do to people as brainy and footsy as you. And when things start to happen, don't worry, don't stew, just go right along, you'll start happening to all the places you'll go. All the places you'll go. Congratulations, the places you'll go. You know, life is... It's full of different paths, and this morning we prayed for you know three children that at the beginning of um, their lives, and over the course of their lives, they will choose millions, literally millions, of different paths to travel down. You know, there was a um, uh, a piece of research that was shown that, uh, or, or kind of estimated that every day we we make thirty-five thousand different choices. You know, and these children are, are going to make loads of different choices. They're going to make, you know, they're going to go down paths that are going to lead to different sorts of education. You know, uh, different places to live. They're going to have dating paths. You know, your daughters, you understand? Not my daughters. They're not going to have dating paths. Um, uh, they're going to lead to paths that are going to lead to different countries, different places to live, different people to hang out with, different people to to follow. You know, and and. There's millions and millions of different choices. There's a writer called uh, John C. Maxwell, and he put it like this. Life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make, makes you. Every choice you make, makes you. You know, that's why sometimes we we, we don't want to let go of our child's hand, because we're aware of what's riding on um, the choices that they make. Not all paths that they're going to choose are going to be good ones, as Dr. Zeus says. You know, he he puts it like this, actually. Let me just read you a little bit more. I love this book so much. He says this, "'You'll come to a place where the streets are not marked. Some windows are lighted, but mostly they're dark. A place where you can sprain both your elbow and chin. Do you dare to stay out? Do you dare to go in? And how much can you lose, and how much can you win? And if you go in, should you turn left or right, or right and three quarters, or maybe not quite, or just go around the back and sneak in from behind? Simple it's not, I'm afraid you will find, for a mind-maker-upper to make up his mind. Simple it's not, I think you'll find. Simple it's not, you know? When faced with different paths in, in life, to make up our mind, you know? Uh, that every choice, knowing that every choice you make, makes you, can sometimes, that can sometimes lead to like a crippling pressure, where what we do is we're faced with so many different paths that we could walk down, and and so many different choices in our lives that we we kind of just freeze, and what we end up doing is not making any decisions at all for fear of going down the, the wrong path, of making the wrong choice, you know, but before I got up here, we We watched a a short little video um, of the book of Proverbs, which is in the Bible. And uh, Proverbs is known as like wisdom literature. It's essentially a lot of kind of wise statements uh, from a father, which in most cases is a guy called uh, King Solomon, uh, to his son. And at one point he writes this, "'My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teachings.'" Bind them upon your heart forever. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. You know, in a way, it's like the father is uh, trying to say to his son, Hold daddy's hand. You know, I I want my wisdom and and your mother's teachings to to guide you in in the complexities of life, in the choices that you're going to make that are going to end up making you. I I want my wisdom to guide you as you walk through life. You know, that's, that's the motivation behind kind of most parents, isn't it? In, in, in how we instruct our kids to try and pass on the wisdom so that they will make the right choices and the right paths to go down. In Proverbs, he, he frequently talks about, you know, paths that are going to lead to wisdom, paths that are going to lead to, you know, no wisdom, paths to go down and paths to avoid. So, like, for example, Proverbs 4, he says this, Do not set foot on the path of wickedness, or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. He goes on to say this, Make level paths for your feet, and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. The pro- path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. As practical advice, says this about like adultery, actually. He says, Now then, my son, listen to me, pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Her house is a highway to the grave. Instead, he says, he who walks in the ways of the wise grows wise. Listen, my son, and be wise and keep your heart on the right path. Walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice. You know, it's on and on. There's loads of these verses and you kind of get the sense that the father is wanting to help his son um, have wisdom in the choices that he's going to make that are in front of him. You know, avoid this path. You know, take this one that's firm. Take the path of justice. You know, keep your heart on this one. Avoid these ones. They're going to make you stumble. Go on these ones. They're full of light. You know, all the time he's trying to, help and guide his son down the right paths. You know, Dr. Zeus was right when he said, oh, the places you'll go. You know, there's lots of different paths in life uh, to choose from. Some will lead us in the right direction, others in the wrong direction. Our life is full of decisions to make. But he was absolutely wrong, Dr. Zeus, when he said this, you're on your own. You're on your own. You know, Proverbs is very clear about that. In in the same way that King Solomon wanted to guide his son in the ways of wisdom, we have a Father in heaven that cares about the paths that we take in life. From the moment you're born and taken through those hospital doors, he sees every single path, road, or uneven track that you're going to face in life every t-junction where you've got a decision to make you turn left or right or right or three quarters you, you know he he sees it all proverbs five twenty-one says this the man's for man's ways are in full view of the lord that's god and he examines all his paths you know not just kind of like the the highways the, the big roads like you know what career you're going to have no, it says all of the parts. You know, all the 35,000 different choices that you may face on any given day, he sees all of them. But Proverbs doesn't just kind of like stop there as if you know, God is kind of this person that sits on a throne in heaven and observes mankind with some kind of you know, divine curiosity. No, it, it goes on to say things like this. Proverbs 3 26, the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. What does that mean? Well, it means God's not distant. You know, he's not just observing you with some kind of interest about how you're going to get on in your life. He wants to be involved in in giving you the wisdom and therefore the confidence you need to walk down roads without stumbling along. That's what's on offer. You know, you, you don't have to go it alone. You don't have to be on your own. You don't have to have self-confidence. You can draw on the wisdom of God that will give you a more secure confidence wherever you find yourself in life. You know, it's, it's a curious thing. You know, when I, when I was a child, um, you know, I really liked holding my dad's hand. I loved it. I loved walking along with my dad. Uh, I, I, I was after his guidance, But something happened, the the older I got, the more I kind of craved independence. You know, I can remember when my parents dropped me off at university, for example, and and I remember getting out the door and waving them goodbye and thinking, "Wee! now at last I'm on my own, you know. I can make whatever decisions I choose. I'm not under them anymore. I can do whatever. The world's my oyster, you know. I'll decide what I'm going to do. You know that... Proverbs has something to say about that kind of thinking. It says this, he who trusts himself is a fool. You know, we don't see it at the time. You know, we we think being on our own, making our own decisions is going to be great. You know, master of our own universe. See you later, mum and dad. You know, I'll take it from here. But I believe that as we get older, we come to understand in, in adulthood that trying to rely on our own limited wisdom is not all it's cracked up to be. There's so many books on Amazon that you can look at uh, that kind of offer guidance on any and every different sort of thing in life. And, and, uh, and if we're honest, that they're there because we're all crying out for some sort of wisdom. You know so if you go on Amazon you can find all sorts of different books offering some kinds of wisdom to help you down different sort of paths in your life like here's just a few I found on you know one search seven steps to how to find happiness choose the life path that's right for you choosing the right career path or this one the five levels of leadership proven steps to maximize your potential the Simple Path to Wealth. I bought this one. Uh, the Roadmap to Financial Independence and a Rich-Free Life. Or, or I, li- I like this one. A working Mum. Five-Step Solution to Having It All. How to Be a Guilt-Free, Stress-Free Mum Your Kids Will Adore. You know? A great book. And I could go on because there's many, many more books out there that have been written like those. And why are there so many of them? Well, because for all of our talk of independence, deep down, we don't want to go it alone. You know, the proverb that started by saying, he who trusts himself is a fool, goes on to say, but he who walks in wisdom, and it's not not talking about the wisdom of the books that you might find on Amazon, it's talking about this wisdom, He who walks in God's wisdom, it goes on to say, is kept safe. And if we're honest, like really honest for a moment, isn't that really deep down what we want? A wisdom that's going to keep us safe. The challenge is in order to be Kept safe, we have to release our grip on independence. You know, the, the notion that you know what you know uh, uh, in capital letters, and, and you're the one that's going to get you to where you're going to be. You've got to release your grip on that. we have got to stop thinking like that, because there's, there's a better way to navigate our way through life that's on offer to us. Proverbs three five puts it like this. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. You know, to to have straight paths is to is to see clearly to walk in confidence is not to stumble around, not, not, uh, uh, not in fear of what might be around the corner, but to see it clearly. But, but to experience that level of confidence is only possible if we trust the Lord and not ourselves. It involves giving up our independence and leaning on him rather than our own understanding, our, our own wisdom, in other words. You know, submitting all of our ideas of what paths we might be thinking about traveling along to him. Not, not just the kind of big ones in life, but, but all the little ones as well. You know, God wants us to trust him in the broad brushstrokes of our lives as well as the, the little tiny details before we set off know, often we have this tendency to kind of start down a path in life, whether that's a relationship we fancy getting into or a career opportunity we, we fancy going for. And then when we're halfway down the road, we then say, oh, God, would you bless this road I'm on? Would you make it straight for me? You know, I've already made the dis- decision. Would you bless the independent thought I've had now that I'm down the road? this is, that's not what this is saying, God wants us to first acknowledge him, consult with him, in other words, talk to him about the choices we have that are going to make us before we set off on our journey. You know, maybe you're here and you're, you're thinking, well that's It's all very well and good. You know, I I recognize that in actual fact I could do with some other wisdom that's, you know, outside of myself. I recognize I'm limited in my wisdom. But my question is this. Can you really trust him? Can you really trust him? Well, Well, the Bible says you can. And my experience over the last 19 years of being a Christian, um, has matched up to that claim, you can trust him. But part of the clue about whether you can trust him or not is, is found in how the Bible describes God. You know, he, he's someone that is referred to as Abba, which is not the kind of Swedish band um, early form. It's Abba is a uh, is an Aramaic word, Aramaic word, which means father. It was a common phrase that was used to kind of express something of the affection that a young child has with his daddy. You know, if you think God is your boss, then you're going to struggle to kind of, you know, put your trust in him. But the Bible says he's not your boss. He's your dad. He's your father. And as such, you know, he wants to relate to you in, in all the ways that a good dad wants to relate to his child in affection and kindness and protection. A dad that says, you know, like we often do to our young children, I, I want to hold your hand. And if we're in any doubt about you know, the level of our father's affection towards us, the Bible says that he sent his son, Jesus, as proof that we can trust him you know when the angel of the lord appeared to joseph to tell him that you know his fiancee mary was going to give birth to uh, 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 to god's son the angel said to joseph he's going to be called Emmanuel, which means god with us you know, through his son, the father, our father in heaven, wanted to send us a message, you know, you are not on your own. And what's striking as you kind of read through the gospel accounts of the life of Jesus is that the sorts of people he hung out with are generally people that have gone down the wrong paths in life. You know, people that are, he hangs out with sinners you know the people that are outcasts in, in society. You know, he, he hangs out this one guy, he's a, a crooked tax collector that he finds up a tree, and he says, "I want to come to your house." And after spending time with him in his house, this crooked tax collector's life is changed, and all of a sudden he finds himself on a straight road. He intervenes when a, a, a lady caught in adultery is just about to be stoned to death. a crowd and he gives her the opportunity to leave the road she's on he finds a Jew that is swindling his own people out of money and giving it to the Romans and he grabs hold of him and he transforms his life and puts him on a track that is going to be not about how much you can get but about how much you can give he doesn't hang out with religious people you think their lives are, you know, altogether good. He he hangs out with people who know that they're fully aware that they've taken a wrong path in life and, and they need someone to come and help them. You know, Jesus sums up his purpose in life by saying this. He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. People that know that their independent wisdom has led them to stumble, who have trusted in their own understanding and it's it's led them to dead ends or, or to paths that are just a little bit complicated. And his offer to people who recognize that their independence has got them nowhere was this. Come follow me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You don't need to go it alone, in other words. You know, the, the Apostle Paul, uh, he describes Jesus in this way. He says, Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so when he says you know, come follow me, it's, it's an offer to tap into those treasures of wisdom and knowledge, not just to kind of rely on our own limited wisdom or the partial wisdom from other books we might get on Amazon, but to be guided by someone who has wisdom in abundance, who is rich in it. And although his son Jesus, and through his son Jesus, you know, our Father in heaven offers each one of us the same invitation. Come follow me. It's an offer that says, you don't have to lean on your own understanding. I have a whole load of wisdom to see things that you don't see down the road in your life that I want to share with you. If you let me, I'll hold you by the hand in the busy roads of life. I want to transport you from A to B down the paths of life as safely as possible. You know, if if you know you've gone down the wrong path in life, God is desperate to come and rescue you and share his wisdom with you that will help you navigate life. He is interested in every small choice that you are going to make that will end up making you. You know, maybe you're sitting here this morning and, and if you're honest, you're thinking, I've made some bad choices in my life. If you're honest, you, you're on a path and you, you don't know how you particularly got there and, and you don't know how to get off it. Well, your Father in heaven does. And, and he promises if we're prepared to Let go of independence and trust him. He promises to come and help us, to rescue us from some of the paths that we've gone down and put us on one that is straight. To give us wisdom to keep us safe and a confidence that will keep your foot from being snared. That's what's on offer. To tap into this incredible wisdom. You are not on your own. I am not on my own don't have to rely on your limited wisdom. We have a God that wants to hold our hand, a Father that loves us so much, that wants to give us His wisdom to help us navigate the paths in lives. I wonder if we could just stand. We're, gonna, we're just going to pray, um, and we're going to spend a bit of time worshipping before we, we finish.